Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ramble. Welcome to another episode of You Can Sit With Us. I am one of your hosts, Maggie, and I'm joined today by Becky. Hello. Mr. Matthew. Hello. Miss Raindrop in the corner. Hello. And today we have an exciting episode. We are going to be doing a retrospective on Eugene's beautiful, talented, coming out video. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. BTS from Matt's perspective. Yeah, we are not talking on behalf of Eugene. This is all. <laughs> we saw the video. Everyone saw the video. Okay? Yeah. We saw the video. We saw the video about making the video. This episode is about Matthew. Yeah. The other half of is the, the dream video behind team. the video behind the video. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. But before it gets before we get started, we're gonna get a little we're gonna warm up. Warm. We're gonna get warm. And we're gonna go around and do a little segment of today I learned. So we can go around. Okay, is it today I learned or I was today years old? Oh. Right? Isn't on TikTok, don't they always say that? I was today, today years, years old, old when I found out that. Instead of like outing your age? Like I was. True. I was today years old. Yeah. I guess TIL is an older, like yeah. a Reddit. You're dating Facebook yourself, Becky. Kind of You're dating yourself. Baby. <laughs> 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 my birth month. Yeah, it is. Oh my gosh. Eee, I never even thought about that. Feeling free. Ooh. <laughs> Triplet party. <laughs> you have to be like Eugene for his 33rd yeah, and everyone does. has to come in a triplet costume. Yes, oh my 100%. God. <laughs> okay. So yes. we're going to bestow some wisdom on the audience today. So who wants to go So what first? did you learn? Maggie, you first. Today I learned. You're today okay. years old when you learned Today what? years old. I brought a visual. Okay. <gasps> Oh my God, I brought, a, I brought a visual. Oh, I brought a visual aid for wow. this uh, audio podcast, but that's fine. <laughs> so we will describe it to you. Yes. Did you Maggie's know? pulling out a pill box from this is, her bag. This is Zachary Kornfeld's prescription. We don't, but I I didn't have one for myself. So this oh, is Zachary's. Okay. Did you know <laughs> that these all come with child lock? Yes. These are yeah. the ones with like almost like a double tier, right? Oh. They all have child locks, but if you wanted to unchild lock, your medicine. You can unchild lock the medicine. You could just twist it. What? And flip it on its butt. So Maggie just took the cap off and then flipped it, flipped it over and put it back on Wait, upside me down. Next, me next. Yeah. Oh my god. And you can just put. So your if you don't have children, you can do that. You if you don't have children and you don't yeah. worry about them going into your pills. But and does stuff. that keep it from being dog proofed like that? Mm, I guess dog Kimmy proof. likes to get into stuff. Into pills you know? though. What about yeah. these though? <gasps> Let's see. I got a new. I don't I got think a little so. Baby size. So these ones are usually how they things. come from the manufacturer, and no, it's usually the ones that the pharmacist will um, take out and count for you. But so how we? If you ever get the ones that are orange, they're clear. Um, just, sometimes just they come from blue, that one, one. but you <laughs> can just flip them over. But when Zach had these, I would just like put his pills on top, and he would use it like a little medicine cup, and then put it back. 
But it's it such a caretaker. Off, like at night or in the morning. Well, when such he was like on antibiotics, like Q12 hours, I was like, don't yeah. forget. And we'd like check them <laughs> off. Notes. Yeah. I was like, you can't forget. And yeah, I was. I her badge on. Exactly. <laughs> I was dosing him with so much probiotics because I was scared he was going to get C. diff. And of course. Oh, yeah. He did get C. diff. Yeah. No matter. All the probiotics. Antibiotics. Antibiotics, know, they're yeah. They're real. Yeah. Antibiotics are real. You heard it here first. Today I learned antibiotics are real. Are real? But necessary yeah. sometimes. True. Yeah. Life-saving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, who's next? Um, so mine is also a medical phenomenon, but it's Ooh. with oh my, my quail. So I was cleaning out <laughs> my quail coops this weekend. Okay. How are they doing, by the way? Thriving. Great. We're getting so many eggs. Great. So, so they're fun. not stressed. They're Love no update. No, okay. they're definitely not stressed. They're each laying like an egg a day, which is yeah. good. Good job. We get like seven to eight legs, eggs a day. So I was cleaning their coop this weekend mm-hmm. and I noticed some of them had kind of like swollen little feet. Oh. And I guess like birds can get what's called bumblefoot. Oh. And it's like where their pads are get swollen for different reasons. And it's normally like they kind of start to get infected. Oh. So you have to like do different things to it so i had to like hold them there, there was there only happened to like one of them okay mm-hmm. but um you have to like hold it and hold them in warm water because they don't like to get wet it's right. not good for them to get wet but you just hold their little feet in the warm water and then you can like clean them off and stuff and then you have to put like antiseptic antibiotic stuff on it Aww. if it's not bad if it's really bad you have to like i was watching some youtube videos it's insane you have to like drain it like cut them cut it off <gasps> And then like bandaged it up and stuff Ouch. because it's basically like the the pad of their little foot will basically like grow around whatever is stuck in it or infected. So then it'll be like a huge bulb on it. Oh my gosh! Aww. So crazy. Poor little quails. How yeah. did they get it? It just just from like stepping on something and like maybe getting a oh. cut or like mm. you know getting a scratch and then getting infected or if stuff gets like if you know excrement and stuff gets stuck on there Poor and you little don't buddies. check on them and stuff. I know. I'm glad you noticed. Poor baby. So I gave, I, did, I gave them all thing. foot baths, all eight of them. Aww. Just to make sure, you know, just to make sure. Yeah. The only one had a problem, so. Okay. So sad, but it's crazy. Yeah. Who knew? Bumblefoot. Bumblefoot. Yeah. It sounds like a new dating app for foot fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, you have un- an untapped Swipe market. Right. <laughs> Swipe right. Swipe Do bumble right. arm, bumble leg. Yeah. Yes. Bumble eyes. Bumble eyes. <laughs> Bumblebee eyes. Bumble eyes. <laughs> yeah. So I was today years old. Aww. Yesterday when I learned this. <laughs> <laughs> Are you um, finding that you're having extra quail eggs? Yes. I did. I just gave a bunch away. So next time <gasps> I'll put you to the on, on Zach and list, I went to the know? farmer's market this weekend. You could set up shop, Matt. Yeah. They're like $10 per dozen. That's at a the lot. one we went to. And I was like, that is not. They're cheap. so small too. So that's they're like so I know. a lot per egg. It, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. And there's, yeah, they're a third of the size. I mean, we've actually been eating a lot of them. Eugene's mom is visiting and she's been like, oh, putting them in this like Korean like pickling cool. stuff. So it's so good. Yeah, it's that perfect for that. Sounds tasty. Mm-hmm. And you, Bex, what did you learn? I learned about death. Death, death, oh and destruction. Death becomes her. <laughs> what did you learn about <gasps> death? We learned about death. Well, it's more about what, like, what happens after you die. So Keith and I 
are thinking oh. about our future. You yeah. know, you don't want to accidentally die and then don't accidentally die. You don't want to accidentally die <laughs> and then not, die. you know, nobody knows what you wanted to do That's with true. yourself. Yeah. Um, so we filled out our advanced medical directives. Mm, like the DNR the, stuff. Our DNR yeah. stuff. Yes. Mm. The one part that I, Keith and I found humorous about the thing is you could write any note you wanted for after you died about what happens to your body. Okay. So we're not religious, so we don't really care. Burial, cremation, whatever. You're like, wrap my body in bacon. But we have a feed me to the animals. <laughs> uh, feed me to my cats. Uh, <laughs> oh. We did listen to a lot of crime podcasts. Uh-huh. And so our medical directive says, if we died under suspicious circumstances, bury me. If my death was caused by natural causes. Wait. Or you know exactly how I died. Like I get hit by a car or something like that. It's very obvious how I died. Then we would like to be cremated mm. or disposed of in the most eco-friendly slash fun way possible. Fun. Slash <laughs> fun. What do you think the fun is? Subjective. Way? I don't know. Like a tree. Shot into space. Oh. Confetti. <laughs> why would you? Okay. Excellent question. Okay, go ahead. I'll so keep... why should you be buried if you were you killed under suspicious circumstances so that your body can be exhumed for later DNA. There's a lot of cases where somebody died under suspicious circumstances and then, you know, police didn't do a great job. And years later, they want to exhume the body to get more DNA evidence or, you know, science gets better. Like there was Mm -hmm. no DNA database back in what the seventies. So new, new technology comes out. So if you died suspiciously, you want them to have something to look at. Ooh, so you your could body turn into might, another little podcast episode. Yeah, like so a burger. Your body might have some clues on it. Yeah. So we put that in our directive. Wow. <laughs> Becky, you just made the cut for a TikTok. <laughs> that's going to be cut down for social because that's really intense. That's Isn't, that, Isn't that crazy? I just love that. I, I love every You may have just story. changed my mind because Zach and I yeah. have always been like, die hard, please turn us into a really cool tree. Yeah. yeah. But if we go down in a... Suspicious, suspicious manner. Yeah. I want to know what happened. My family wants to know what happened to me. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You got it. There's got to be something for them to look at. But I know certain religions don't believe in uh, like cremation anyway. So mm-hmm. if yeah. you're one of those, Burial. like lit, you're you're gonna lit. be okay. <laughs> yeah, burials are better. But so does that mean you already them. bought like a burial plot? <gasps> we do not have a burial plot or like caskets or anything <laughs> already picked out. No, no, none of that. Mm-hmm. We're gonna wait a little bit longer right. before that. You know, some living wills come out. Mm. We'll make sure that happens. But right. this was just for our general, like, mm-hmm. you know, well-being and yeah. peace of mind. Mm-hmm. You and is this know. the one you can yeah. do it through your doctors, where they or like your medical, um, whatever hospital group you're part of, they have like. Um, not standardized ones, but like sometimes people are like, I don't want to formulate in a whole advanced directive, but there's like a guide that you can follow. Yeah. We didn't do it through our hospital. We did it through our financial lady. Oh, Oh. very nice. She's a a notary. She's like, we need (laughs) to know. She's a notary on the side. (laughs) (laughs) So she notarized it. Amazing. So, you know, we could have it. So get your advanced directive. Get your advanced directive. It's never too early. Never too early. Yeah. Yeah. Plan now for your death. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's always good to be prepared. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's good to be prepared. You don't want to leave 
Yeah. My a mom. A lot of question marks behind. Morally, she told me. We had this discussion once. She was like, I don't think I could ever pull the plug on Your you. And that. that's why she does not get to make medical decisions make for me if I'm ever like in a car accident or something happens to me. Who knows? Like yeah. Magali, that is not what I want. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, I feel like we grew up with, you might have been like literally just two years too young to remember Terry Schiavo. Uh-uh. Mm. You know who that is? Uh-uh. She... I don't remember actually how she got injured, but she was de- like totally brain dead. Yeah. Not, she was not considered alive anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think it was the parents wanted to keep her on life support. The husband was like, this is not plug. what she wanted. Pull yeah. the plug. Yeah. And they like went to trial yeah. over it. it. It took like a, a year or years yeah. like to figure out. Yeah. 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 It's a, I feel like, I don't know, being, having like a hospital perspective on it, as to opposed to being a parent and not my parents aren't haven't worked in hospitals before, so I can understand and they're religious, so they're like yeah. I could never do this. Oh yeah, it's like, pure emotion. Yeah, yeah, as long as she's like alive to some capacity, like I get it. Well, I think Zach gets first dibs now. Yeah, now that you're married. Yeah, he's like mm-hmm. I'll make I'll first make decisions. Dibs. That's how the law works. Yep, that's how the law works. How the law works. <laughs> Take your parents to jail. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't. <clears throat> no, no. Yeah. Okay, so that was dark and morbid. But <laughs> thanks, Bex. Thanks, Bex. Thanks, Bex. Changing my it's mind. what I learned. And yeah. I wanted to share. We're always learning. You learned always changing that you want to be buried and or cremated. Yeah. And or cremated. I don't care what they do with us. We're dead. Yeah. You know what dead. I mean? Yeah. We're dead. My yeah. body's not anything after that. It can be food. I can go on, it can a, be food. on a yacht like Jennifer Coolidge and sprinkle your body. I told, yeah, I told Maggie she could eat me. Like if we were on Yellow Jackets. No. I said you could eat me because I would absolutely no. eat you. If you died no. and I was stuck in the woods. Ooh. Becky laughed. I, was I would eat you. I was so, for those of you who haven't watched, I'm so sorry. This is a spoiler. But I texted oh Becky God. after that finale. I was like, I don't know if I can keep going. I am deeply disturbed. She's like, no, it's fine. Like I would, if you were smoked, you were basically telling me to you eat you. You were smoked. I'm you were like, giving me no. the signs to eat. You. No. smoke signals to eat you. I was like, I could not <laughs> look you in your little dead corpse and eat you, Bex, and then look at your parents. Just don't look at my face. No. Close no. my eyes. Well, you, you wouldn't be able to. You're, it'd be charred. Okay? That's true. Charred. She was smoked. She was like jerky. Wouldn't. She was like a delicious turkey. No. <laughs> no. Gross. Gross. I'd go fishing. I'd go fishing. In, in the winter? I'd, I'd figure it Did out. Did you see what happened with that Put moose? Put on the wetsuit. <laughs> it didn't work out. It didn't work out. The moose was too big. I need it. It's too big. We knew that wasn't going to happen. See, I think my theory for anyone who watches Yellow Jackets, mm-hmm. the cannibalism is not the worst thing that they do. Like, oh. who would not? <laughs> what's what's who the next among worst? us would not eat your- another person if you were trapped for like, they're I mean, going I feel like at months. some point you probably become desperate enough where you like, you're yeah, so hungry, you, you know? You got it. There's only so much bark you can eat, you know? Only so much like leaves, especially in the winter. Oof. You're getting cold. Pine needles. I would just die. At a certain person. <gasps> I would just die. Maggie. I would just die. I don't I wouldn't know what to do. What if you didn't know that it was you know? Like the what human if we just meat? popped it in? Yeah. Like in The Last of Us? Yeah. Yeah. What if we gave you the secret sauce and we're like, here, Maggie, eat. Well, if you do that, then okay. Oh, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. You know, like but you you know, but you don't. Know, Guys, we're know? getting really dark. <laughs> First, we went to no, no, no. We got death, it. and now it's eating people. Whoa! Now we know. Look, Becky would eat your little butt, Matt. Probably. 
I would, Matt would be delicious. <laughs> Matt is so strong. You actually might be kind of tough to cook. <laughs> we need like more body fat. Yeah, yeah I probably need more. Like you, you have to really pound, yeah. like break down <laughs> the tissue. Really... Yeah. <laughs> Mac, Rainy loves this. Rainy, do you watch Yellow Jackets? No, I really need to. It's you kind of need... scared. I'm uh, it's a little scared. It's, it's so graphic, good. right? Yeah. It I is do. pretty graphic. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little graphic. graphic. I hate the theme song. It always makes me so ill. I'm like, here we go again. Here we go again. What's going to happen this episode? I'm like, fast forward. There's no skip. I'm like, why do I have to listen to this? But There's no skip. I'm too far. I have to keep watching. Yeah. Thanks for that. Wonderful interlude, Becky. <laughs> and that now actually brings us to our next topic. Being gay. Being gay. Now we're going to talk about Eugene's magnum opus, his beautiful <laughs> coming out video. His coming out video. Mm-hmm. I know we got a ton of audience questions mm-hmm. to ask about behind the scenes. You want to know. People dying to know. Literally Even though there was dying. like a 30-minute behind-the-scenes video, people still had more questions. Yeah. But these are questions for you. Because you, you are true. the star. Yeah. I am the star behind you the star. You are the star behind the star. But behind every yeah. man making a viral coming out video is another man mm-hmm. supporting him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Matt's version. Exactly, Becky. Exactly. So how long did you know about this project? Is this something that he was thinking about? Oh my God, no. It was like... Say, how long did you know you just get? Forever. Forever. <laughs> No, he had decided to do it and it was like, it had to come out like within a month. Like it was so fast because in the middle of their book Mm -hmm. stuff coming out and then it was also when they were doing their tour was about to come out. So it was all the coming out at once. Yeah. They were already on tour. I remember. They were getting ready for tour. You're right. When they were shooting it. Shooting it. Oh, yeah. They were getting the final edits while they were on tour. Yeah. Because Eugene really wanted, I know Eugene really wanted like to have a strong queer storyline, especially in the tour. Right. So he wanted to make sure this video came out before then to like really establish, you know, that he. Yeah, who he was. Was a proud gay man out. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but that's the question I got, or the roundabout, I think the theme of the questions I got when I asked on Instagram was a lot of people seem to be confused as to whether or not Eugene was out before this. So to clear the air, he's been gay. Yes. Forever. Yes. Yes. Um, and we all knew about it. Mm-hmm. There yes. were no secrets. Never. <laughs> no. Um, but what made Eugene decide? Because he'd always said queer or yeah. queer presenting or something like that. What made him want to be like, I'm a gay man? Yeah, I think because he had so many, like he's always been gay. He's always had so many gay friends. And like most his family knew, but not all his family knew. But then he'd never directly said it publicly Mm -hmm. he wanted to make more of a proclamation to like really establish that he was gay or queer so that you know a lot of his stories come from that perspective Mm -hmm. that really like validates those and really shows like um where his heart comes from oh are you gonna cry no i'm not gonna (laughs) cough Don't lie. You're going to cry. <coughs> You're our biggest cry baby. I'm crying. I've never seen you um, cry. No, but yeah. So I think that's why he yeah. was like, this is the time because this is a good time. You know, it really plays into stuff that was came out in the book, mm-hmm. the Try Guys book, and then also everything on tour. And that helped kind of facilitate those conversations with his family members who didn't know as mm-hmm. well. Right. So it's just good timing for all of that. And then what did that mean for you? For him to come out and say... I'm gay and this is my boyfriend. 
I mean, and we've lived together for forever. <laughs> I know, right? Like for like six years, seven years at that point. Yeah, we are yeah. a family. Um, I don't know. I guess I didn't really think about that it would have implications for me. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it was, it's not like anything changed at home. Mm-hmm. It was the same. <laughs> His hair know? just got bigger. His hair just got taller, you know, <laughs> wore, wore drag more. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it definitely put me more in the face of the public, mm-hmm. which was a little different, but not like a crazy amount, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like I didn't really, I don't know. I was in more, it? I didn't really think about it. Do you think about it now when people come up to you and talk about it? Yeah. I mean, it is very endearing because a lot of people will come up and be like, oh, I loved your coming out video. And they're like, we used, I used that to like help come out to my family, yeah. you know? So that's like really powerful oh that it's like a powerful yeah. tool mm-hmm. that people use to um, like help communicate that message to others. Mm-hmm. So, you know, helps a lot of kids. Yeah. So it, you know, it's nice to get that recognition and people being like, you don't know how this has helped change my life or stuff like that. You know, they, I don't think Eugene was even thinking about when he that it would be used started that tour. process in that yeah. video. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What was so the process? Cute. So the process was like, like, okay, I want to mm-hmm. have a coming out video. And then what was like, cause you saw each step intimately. What was like mm-hmm. behind the scenes? What was his first step? If you're going to make a music video, a viral music video. Yeah. Um, well, I think for Eugene, he didn't like, because he's a filmmaker first at heart. Like that's Mm -hmm. what he's always wanted to do before, you know, even going into digital media. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to be kind of more in that realm, Mm -hmm. um, and telling a story in a more non-traditional way. So he didn't want to just like sit and talk to the camera. He wanted to have some type of storytelling element. And then also with his background and his culture, like, it's easier to express things sometimes not through words, right? Because mm-hmm. right? like just by coming out and saying I'm gay, you know, is going to be a different conversation than showing like the emotional turmoil of everything that had mm-hmm. happened in the mm-hmm. video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he'd made music videos before. Mm-hmm. He'd, he he directed, choreographed. He was yeah. in some. Yeah, before BuzzFeed, oh he yeah. did a lot of music videos. Like I used to go help him on set and on those. Oh my yeah, god, so that was like kind of his bread and butter day. before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what he did before BuzzFeed. Um, and then, you know, once at BuzzFeed did a more like digital content, mm-hmm. viral video stuff, this is kind of a way to marry the two together. Yeah. What did you do on set at the other? Oh my gosh. I did help like, <laughs> I don't know, like production assistant number you're seven or whatever. PA, you're a PA, man. I mean, no like <laughs> official accreditation. Plus you weren't paid. Not pay- unpaid. Unpaid. <laughs> unpaid. <laughs> but like having to just to help do whatever they need, you yeah. know? Help with some like set design stuff, moving stuff around, holding light, like and you name it. Oh, you know? getting lunch. Did you ever getting get lunch? lunch? Yes. <laughs> Coffees? yes. Was there ever a conversation about you being in the video? No, I didn't want to be in the video. I mean, I can't really dance, so it wasn't going to be helpful for me anyway. But it's also not <laughs> my story, right? It's right. Yeah. Eugene's story and like his perspective. Yeah. You know, but you're in that story. <clears throat> I mean, I wasn't really in <laughs> the part of. Yes. The story that Eugene was telling. I was mm-hmm. after that. You're going to be in part right. two. The part redo. two. There was a lot of, from the childhood. <laughs> the yeah. Like, yeah. First love. Because I know it was very emotional for Eugene too. Like especially like all of the scenes with like the family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last scene where he's like holding it. 
and like yeah. the purple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he he said like after that scene, he had to wait like thirty minutes because it's just like so emotional before he could like do anything. Yeah, you got to take a pause mm-hmm. to get out of that mind, that headspace. Yeah, because he they they filmed the they filmed it like in sequential order, you know, cause most of the mm-hmm. times when you're filming stuff, that's mm-hmm. not the case, mm-hmm. but he wanted to this time so that like the emotional buildup would be kind of natural and authentic mm-hmm. and real. So that was kind of like the climax. Yeah. was the last scene. Did you go on set that day? I didn't. I was working. <gasps> cause I used to travel. Ta- I used to travel all the time for work, you know? So it was during yeah. the week where, where the shoot. So I was yeah. gone. Do you remember what you s- thought when you saw the first cut i mean obviously it was very emotional mm-hmm. very, it was very proud powerful. um it was, it was also really cool you know he like pulled all this together so fast mm-hmm. yeah it was so crazy yeah did you have a favorite part of the music video all of it all of it all of it <laughs> no i mean it's like i can like see the story mm-hmm. you know because after you know someone like that you can definitely like you can see the different parts of their life yeah. So I think that was the cool part for me. And he has a little symbolism in there that I'm sure that you caught on to. Mm-hmm. Pretty. Everything. Every single part. Everything. All of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did that make you feel closer to understanding his story from, I mean, obviously you had, mm. you've been together for like six or seven years at this yeah. point. you had had conversations about childhood and coming out and yeah. college and things like that. But did watching the music video help you understand like a new layer to that? Or did you feel like I knew this, but you know, now I can see it in this way. Yeah. I think maybe a little more, it, it mm-hmm. definitely added more of an emotional element, you know, mm-hmm. cause when you like talk about stuff, it's more like words. So you like understand what happened, but you don't, don't necessarily feel the emotion of everything that happened. Mm-hmm. So I think it helped relate that a little bit more. And Eugene's usually very jokey. If mm-hmm. something was like traumatic or yeah. Yeah. like bad, yeah. he will like make a joke about it or say it like right. kind of offhand. Mm-hmm. So I think that was something that surprised me in the music video was that there, no it jokes. Was, there were no jokes. It was not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny at all. Yeah. Um, not a comedy. Not funny. Um, actually the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very, I mean, he's a very sensitive person and very emotional. Yeah. So, you know, of- so that really, I think, played throughout. Mm-hmm. The film. Matt, do you think you're sensitive? Um, <laughs> maybe <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 are you sensitive about? Um, I don't because I don't really like let what other people think or say bother me. You know, oh, yeah. like I'm not sensitive in that way. Yeah. My feelings don't get hurt easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, that's a superpower. That's a superpower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe like with your animals, you know, <laughs> you're sensitive. Aww, all my quails. With all your, your quails. And your doggies. Their bumble feet. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would say using yeah. Matt's favorite sentence in the world or starter sentence. I'm not going to lie. Um, he says that like a hundred times a day. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like Matt's more like empathetic than you are sensitive. Mm, Like I think you get like, you're very thoughtful. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily like if someone says something mean to you or, you know, your friends are razzing you, you don't get upset about those things. No. But if someone was mean to your friends, you would not be happy. That's true. Yeah. 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 Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. lie. Were you ever nervous about any 
backlash coming from the music video because, you know, we are in our liberal bubble here. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not making waves, you're not making a difference, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what everyone always says. Matt, 2024 president. <laughs> if you're not making waves, you're not making a difference. But I mean, I wasn't really nervous. I know Eugene was really nervous. Really? Yeah. Of everything coming out. Um, I know he and had getting published and stuff. He mm-hmm. was didn't know how it was going to be perceived and like what yeah. people were going to think of him and all this stuff. So he was really shocked how like viral it actually ended up being. Yeah. 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 I also feel like the only times I've heard Eugene talk about something someone has said to him has been about um, someone like claiming that his representation wasn't like a real or authentic mm. representation. Like, that bothers him more than like a bigot being like being gay isn't real. You're going to hell. Yeah. And I feel like you're kind of the same way too. Yeah. That those kind of people just kind of roll off your back, but the weight of representing so many different people is very heavy. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I definitely have less of a hard time with that than Gene. Mm -hmm. Like, because maybe he has more intersectionalities, you know, because he's also Asian American. Right. Then he wants to make sure he's representing like all of these communities in an authentic and powerful way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's actually part of his, his like struggle when he because he knew he wanted to put this video out. But they talked about this, you know, in the behind the scenes of like, was it going to be the Try Guys channel or not? And oh, I think yeah. part of that was, you know, his identity. He, this was more like his story mm-hmm. and his coming out. And, you know, he'd always been gay and it wasn't because of the Try Guys that he was coming out. You know what I mean? So yeah. then he was like yeah, they're here to support me, but it's not, I'm not coming out because of them. So it was kind of weird for it to be on yeah. the Try Guys channel. Like he was going to self-fund it and just put it on his own like social yeah. media and mm-hmm. stuff, you know? Yeah. But in the end, he did decide to because it could reach more people, basically, mm-hmm. you know? It could reach more people and, you know, have a larger impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go with the most views. Mm-hmm. If more people are going to see it. Right, exactly. Go with that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's got to be. I mean, none of us can imagine, but being Eugene, <laughs> yeah. especially like back in Buzzfeed days, back in mm-hmm. early Try Guys days. That's a lot to represent when you have three other straight white men with you. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's a lot of everything to carry. Right. Yeah. A lot he, was, to carry. he was a little afraid that like he wouldn't <clears throat> be doing kind of the queer community justice by not giving that story to like three white guys, but yeah, or three like straight, straight white guys, guys but you know, so it's kind of like a weird area. Yeah. But I also think it goes to show how other people in your life can prop, like help prop you up. Right. That's true. You know, and yeah. help support you and mm-hmm. be, you know, involved in a community that you're not a part of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. and want to make a difference. Allies. In a, allies. 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 Exactly. We love allies. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. We love all our allies out there, and so much, and many like the whole Try Guys community mm-hmm. are full of allies. Like mm-hmm. even me as a straight woman, I can never pretend to understand the experience. But Eugene conveyed so many emotions, mm-hmm. and even though I can't say that I understand yeah. all the things that he represents, mm-hmm. but that video is just so powerful. And mm-hmm. every single time I like, I was in the grocery store once, and I started hearing the. Odessa. Odessa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just start tearing up thinking I know. about him. Yeah, now it's like forever. The song is forever linked together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he have to get the rights to that? So, yeah, his friend. So he got hooked up with Odessa. I mean, he was always a fan of Odessa, but mm-hmm. his friend Kathleen is 
really well connected in the music community. Mm -hmm. And when he was like looking at songs, he was like, oh, you know, Odessa, can I, can I talk to them? Can you hook me up with them so we can talk about using this for my video? And they Mm -hmm. told him yes. So that's kind of cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Kathleen was the main producer on Mm -hmm. set too, right? Right. Yeah. 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 She's also in the behind the scenes video. So cool. I think Eugene does a really good job of, um, similar to Keith bringing all of his friends in, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. keeping connected with people. Cause right. like him and Kathleen met at a serving job. Oh my God. Yeah. They used to yeah. work at a dim sum house serving <laughs> like years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like keeping those people in your life and David Dang mm-hmm. did, um, hair on set, like, mm-hmm. um, some of the drag Queens he knew personally, right. yeah. like he does a really good job of like finding other talented people and then mm. bringing them together right. and yeah. uplifting them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he had basically all these people he had worked with or met mostly in the queer community for that mm-hmm. video. He really wanted to represent them in the, in the film as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have any input on anything? Were you ever like, no, don't do this, do this. I was like the <laughs> emotional support partner, Aww. you know, cause it was a very emotional time and he was really stressed. I remember he like, was spiraling. He like never slept because he was, you know, choreographing and doing everything mm-hmm. for that. But then he was also, they also were practicing or rehearsals to go on tour. Yeah. And he was the one choreographing most, most of all that and putting all the music and stuff for his piece of that to get. So it was just like so many things at once. Mm-hmm. It was, it was really challenging. <laughs> so I was definitely had no input on anything. <laughs> um, not and, involved, just <laughs> being the emotional support and making sure that he mm-hmm. was taking care of himself. Yeah. Yeah. And what is that surviving for you? Because you were traveling. Yeah. So what does being emotional support boyfriend from a distance mean from a distance to you? Right? Yeah. What did that look like from your perspective? It was, you know, you have to just check in multiple times a day. Make sure your person's doing okay. Yeah. Tell them you love them. You support them. Stuff like that. You mm-hmm. know. It's temporary. It's not going to be like this forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still have to have those conversations with Eugene because he gets, he still gets so stressed out about work. Like right now, you know, since his, his main passion is filmmaking. Mm -hmm. um, And I think I can say this, but he's like working on his first feature. Mm -hmm. Let's hopefully hear more stuff about that later this year. Um, But you know, that process has been also years in the making and really mm-hmm. started to pick up steam in the last three years. So just the stress of that is like kind of what was happening in the coming out video, but like tenfold because it's such a bigger project. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's also very personal because it's a lot of stuff to do with his family mm-hmm. and like yeah. stories he hasn't really talked about before. So it's a, con- a lot of emotional support, Becky. <laughs> a lot of emotional support. I mean, you get the, you get the call sometimes too, where yeah. Eugene will call you. Just oh, like talk. I can tell when Eugene is stressed is because it'll be a random time. I remember the Met Gala. Yes. I think oh I talked gosh. to Eugene on the phone like four times in one day. Oh. And it oh. wasn't necessarily that we were like having a conversation. It was yeah. more that he was like telling me things. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he just okay. wants the emotional and like, support. Okay, and I got to go. And I was like, okay, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later. Yeah. But yeah. I think he's definitely someone who needs, I'm the same way. If there's something bothering me, I just need to like say it. Right. Yeah. So that it leaves my body. Say it's like 10 people. Yeah. Not just one person. Say it to everyone. I need to tell everyone in the world. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. What was Eugene calling you about? Was he just like my, dr- like my, my outfit? Oh. 
Well, there was a lot of drama. I think they touched on it in the Met Gala video, but yeah. I'm not how much, sure how much they talked about. I'm also not sure how much I yeah. say about everything, but there was just a lot of um, behind the scenes stuff that happened with his outfit. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so and he was just sort of narrating like stuff. what was going yeah. on, and then you were like, okay, yeah, okay. and yeah. then compounded with again the the weight of feeling like you need to uh-huh. represent right. entire communities, yeah. like mm-hmm. people. I know like um, Nikki tutorials were this like gorgeous mm-hmm. dress that mm-hmm. was the colors of the trans flag oh my God. Mm-hmm. Um, because she had been like blackmailed and outed basically earlier in the year. Yeah. And like, I know him seeing other people making these right. big statements. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, that's what I want to do too. I want to yeah. make these statements right. and um, that's important to him. Uh-huh. So I could tell he was very mm. felt that weight mm-hmm. heavily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, the other big project that he's working on now is, you know, he's writing these novels, mm-hmm. you know, he's already announced and they're also kind of like a, from a queer, they're very queer focused too. Oh, yeah. So he really toils <laughs> over like making sure that everything is like perfect or, you know, yeah. everyone is all types of people are represented in right. it and, and stuff like that. Well, he says that, but then he also said that there cannot be a character named Becky in his queer fantasy novel. (laughs) I was like, what about a fairy? What about a woodland creature? Yes. Nothing? Nothing. Maybe a little bird. Maybe a tree. A little tree? I'm sure that that one of the names in there has a B in the name. (laughs) (laughs) An homage to me. Thank you so much. That's the closest. I love it. Yeah. Um, And I think a common misconception that people sometimes have with Eugene, Keith, and Zach is that the things that they're working on now are Mm. things that happened either because of the Try Guys or like just happened this year or just happened last year. Like, with Eugene and his um, his script that he's been working on, his novels, all yeah. these things that he's writing, he's been doing this for years, mm-hmm. right. and it's just coming to a culmination now. It takes so yeah. long. Keith and it all of his forever. songwriting and stuff like that. That is years of work and years of improv and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Zach working on his short film. That took years. Years of work to yeah. c- come right. to exactly. a head. but. Yeah. Try Guys is a really great vehicle, kind of like what you said about yeah. the most people will get to see it right. because of that, yeah. which is where you're like, okay, that's where it needs to be connected. But like, I think one of the really cool things that Eugene's doing that comes out this month, because I think we're releasing in Pride yes. Month, Happy Pride, Happy Pride. Happy Pride everyone, um, is that Eugene is a voicing a character in a movie called Nimona. Gay character. Gay character. Gay romance. Gay prince, right? Yeah. 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 And Riz Ahmed is in it. Chloe Grace Moretz That's who he makes out with. <gasps> Your Jen. Smoochies. <laughs> <laughs> Cartoon makeup. Cartoon smoochies. Yeah. 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 But that project was in the works for uh, years. 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 He recorded the voiceover. It got scrapped. The the project itself got defunded mm. and then picked up again right. and is back and it's going to be on Netflix. Yeah. But those things take Years. years. Yeah. This is not yeah. something that happened one night. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he's had an animated romance for years. Now. Yeah. Animated How do romance. you feel? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you've seen uh, the I first did. version. I, the mo- it's so good. Nimona is so good. It's so cute. Oh, oh um, I'm excited. But it it's weird because like it, he's not doing a character <laughs> voice. It's just his voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And for some parts, I'm like, oh yeah, that's Eugene. And other parts, I'm like, that's not Eugene. You know what I mean? Because it's not yeah. things he would ever say. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's, it was kind of a weird experience. I was like, it's not even him. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, funny. I don't know. The first time like, the, direct, the directors and stuff were there, like asking me. And I was like, it, it's not even him. It's not him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's it like for you when he gets those auditions and you're the, um, you're the reader in the room? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, his, I think it was his agent said like, or his manager said that I was the worst line <gasps> reader. He'd no ever way! Heard. <laughs> you are the worst I've ever heard. Please. Which I'm like, okay, then that should just make you look that much better because I'll be so bad. It'll make you look <laughs> so good that you're able to still do a good job. I can't believe me you told you so that. Bad. That's so funny. That is hilarious. So it's really fun, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Does it boost your confidence? Does it make you want to be an actor? No, a absolutely voice not. I have no, <laughs> no, no, no will, no desire, no, no. want, no, you, okay. no thanks. I mean, voice acting is different because, you know, you, you don't have to memorize and mm-hmm. stuff. And you not, with the voice acting, you never have to read with someone. You're usually just recording yourself mm, yeah. in a script. Yeah. yeah. I but mean, you still have to make it believable. Yeah, mm-hmm. Eugene is famous in the like among the tri staff for mm-hmm. when he edits, he goes through and each he goes through from like in the time code each second he makes perfect and then he moves on to the next second, the next second yeah. like in timely order. Does he do that with like his novel with? Oh his my god, yeah, feature, yeah, because that's kind of hard to. I'm like I can't imagine. I do one quick pass, second pass, third pass. That's mm-hmm. what I wish he would do. <laughs> but, what do you mean by second by second? He'll like, well, this is just what I've heard. This is the legend, but he like. The legend, the lore. <laughs> he like doesn't do multiple passes. He doesn't go back. He never like will listen to it. Like he won't listen to the first minute again after he goes through the first minute. Oh. He just like edits frame by frame and like make sure each like audio, like the, all the audio is right. And then once he's at the end, he's like done because he's just like worked so hard on each. There's oh. no rough moment. cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's, There's no rough he cut. He just gives yeah. the one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. Isn't that intense? That's intense. I can't imagine. Like but I'm sort of like, that's really iconic bit. also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he does the same, especially I know with like the novel, it takes mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. This will go through and make like the paragraph and then go through and redo the paragraph and then redo the paragraph until it's like perfect. And then he'll go to the next. Oh my God. You know, he just doesn't like dump it all out. He'll like literally self edit multiple yeah. times. Yeah. But he'll always ask me so many questions when he's like in writing mode. He'll be like, mm-hmm. he's like, it, when I say like blah, 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 does that make sense? What does that make you think of? Like, or he's like, what does this name mean to you? And I'm like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd be like, which name is better? Lenora or Lenora? And I'll be like, mm, <laughs> interesting choices, interesting choices. Matt, who famously forgets every name of every <laughs> character he's ever watched in any show or movie ever. I <laughs> only remember people's names who are important to me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like I've been talking the whole time, but how about your perspective of the coming out video? What were your favorite parts? What were what was your favorite outfit? All of it was beautiful. Mm. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite part. The ending made me really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once they get with all the drag queens, that I was like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? But I think I really like the um, dancing with him and his mm-hmm. partner mm-hmm. when they're in the yellow. Yeah. I thought that was really pretty. And I was also like, oh, God, Eugene. <laughs> Dancer. <laughs> like, dance pants on. Yeah. I think before I had seen him dance, but I'd never seen him dance like 
that style before. So I was like, I knew you could dance. I've mm-hmm. seen yeah. you dance. Mm-hmm. But like this is, wow, wow. You're beautiful. I know. Beautiful. You're beautiful little how, gazelle. How about He's you, Maggie? multi-hyphenate. Um, I would say I really like the ballet too. Mm. I love that score mm-hmm. in the middle of the song. And I thought the last scene was just very powerful. I don't, this is the way I interpret it. I don't know if this is how he intended it, but my interpretation was just everyone behind him is fighting and he's mm-hmm. just, the queer community just wants to exist. And mm-hmm. I thought that was mm-hmm. very powerful. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I remember they were doing rehearsals um, for their tour and Eugene opened up a laptop. I don't know if you were there, Becky. Yeah, I think you I were. Was, I think it was when they were in Santa Barbara. And I remember him just sitting in front of me and Becky and I watching. And it was just mm. so, that was the first time I like, I had heard that he had been filming, but it was the mm. first time like I saw everything come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was incredible. We were like, why are you watching us watch this? I know. <laughs> I was, I was like, like, did mess. you like it? I was like, it was really beautiful that was really beautiful he put like headphones on us so we got the entire experience and i was like friend you are so talented yeah so eugene grilled you before this podcast yeah to make Uh, sure what what was he asking you he didn't want me to say anything wrong (gasps) oh so he was quizzing you pr my pr your pr team yeah my pr team yeah Okay, tell us all the things he didn't want you to say. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want, no, I'm just kidding. No, it's just like, you know, he wanted to give me some behind the scenes tea that were, wasn't in the behind the scenes of video. So what which I already you? said some of them, okay. you know? Like, for example, like how he had to wait like 30 minutes after the last mm-hmm. scene, mm-hmm. like how they filmed it in sequential order. Oh, yeah. And then you mentioned something about um, director inspiration. Oh, that was a yeah. Cool so. Story. A lot of, especially Asian American directors, had seen the, um, had seen it and really liked it. But his uh, manager told him that uh, Steven Soderbergh saw it and Whoa. like really liked it. So Eugene was like shocked that you know Whoa. it had like that reach and you know these people knew who he was now. Mm. That's kind of cool. Right. That's incredible. I always think of Steven Soderbergh from uh, Big Fat Liar when Amanda Bynes is on the phone. Oh my gosh! In the um lobby and she's taking calls at the Marty Wolf pictures mm-hmm. and she's like, all right, Mr. Soderbergh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And how do you spell that? <laughs> so funny. So funny. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also cool. Like thinking about in that same vein, like when Nimona comes out that like, well, he, he was already in a movie with Rosa Med, but like RuPaul's going to see him. Yeah. RuPaul does a voice RuPaul's in, in the movie. Yeah. Mother, RuPaul? mother is there. Wow. In the movie, yeah. And this, on, this only goes further to our petition, hashtag Eugene yes. on Drag Race. Yes. 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 I know. He really wants to be a judge on Drag Race. I'm he's surprised he hasn't yeah. been. I know. Yeah. I feel like yeah. he's this close. Yeah. I feel like there's one call away. Yeah. One call away. One call away. One you would be so away. good on it. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be so good. He's so knowledgeable. Okay, yeah. He remembers every single thing from like every single episode. Oh my God. The untucked afterwards would be like eight hours long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew found us some beautiful questions from you guys in our audience. So this email question listener says, hi all. First, I want to say I love the pod. It's my favorite part of Tuesday afternoon drive. Thank you so much. <laughs> I am absolutely desperate for some relationship advice. Mm. Please help. My girlfriend and I have been dating for a little over two years, and we graduated from college in June 2022. 
oh, such a rough time to graduate college. Mm. She was not out to anyone until we started dating during college. And currently our close friends and families know we're together. Her family was totally fine with us being together, but her dad was worried it would negatively impact her at work if people found out that she's bi slash dating a girl. She works at a private equity firm. I don't know what that is. It's like a bank. This is what I learned. <gasps> I learned this recently. Today, Rainy learned. <laughs> private equity is very similar to a, a bank, okay. but <laughs> people are investing the money and they're, right. they're sort of professional investors uh, at, with that with that bank's money right Matt? Okay. is yes. that right yes okay. that's pretty good it's it's very <laughs> it's giving very straight white men vibes mm -hmm. okay well we love this for our bi queen yeah. um uh, so they're saying her dad was worried about uh, it negatively affecting her at work and she agreed i'm totally fine with her not telling her coworkers that she's bi i feel like that's up to her and doesn't really impact me especially because we live 2 hours away from each other in November, I was visiting her and we went to a bar in Venice. One of her coworkers was also there and saw us kissing. And in their team meeting on Monday, he said, I didn't know you were gay. She told him she wasn't. I thought it had blown over until she told me that her dad thought she should take a guy to her company Christmas mm. party to make sure no one had the wrong idea about her. Mm. I wasn't happy about it, but she took one of our mutual friends who has always been super supportive of our relationship. So I went along with it in the four months since the Christmas party, she has taken him to probably seven work events or happy hour events after work. I have no concern that they're like hooking up or anything like that, but it feels incredibly shitty that the only reason she's hiding our relationship is because I'm a girl it was fine when she wasn't when she just wasn't telling people she was seeing someone and I don't want to force her to come out or anything but this whole fake dating a man thing is a little too much for me. Mm -hmm. Since her coworker saw us in November, she pretty much always comes to visit me so we can go out without running in Oh, I see. She pretty much always comes to visit me so we can go out without running into people she works with and the few times I have gone to see her, we barely leave the house. I can't help feel but or I can't help but feel like I don't fit into the life she wants or that she doesn't want to do things with me in public because I'm more visibly queer than her. All my fr my friends are telling me I should end things, and while I don't actually want to do that, I also don't want to stay in a situation that's making me miserable. Am I being unreasonable here? What should I do? Ugh. Oh, girly pop. That's hard. That is hard. so hard. Yeah. Because when Eugene and I were dating, like there were still people in his family that would like call me his roommate, mm. you yeah. know. So I get kind of being misnamed mm -hmm. or misrecognized by people in your significant other's life, mm -hmm. but that can't last forever. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, she, I mean, she's basically feeling like she's being hidden away. Yeah. Yeah. Because work know, does in her girlfriend's play life. Eighty like percent of your yeah day to day just between coworkers and if they go out with their coworkers a lot, it's just yeah. an extension almost of your friend group. Right. And I mean, I get what the girl's dad is saying, like mm -hmm. it could affect you at work, but it's also 2023. Mm -hmm. True. I mean, out in Venice, it feels, it sounds like they're in LA. Yeah. It mm -hmm. sounds like they're in California. And there's very strong laws in LA that like protects people. Mm -hmm. And if people you work with, I mean, cause bringing your authentic self to work, you're going to, be a better you're gonna do, do better at your job than if you're trying to hide things like that's proven yeah, fact because it takes more know? energy to hide something right than to right be yourself mm -hmm. so if she we could, also learned that from x-men 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From the tales. The tales yeah. of It takes more energy for her to be dressed right. or to be someone else than it takes for Mystique to be her blue self. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Her so, power is stronger. I mean, that's like kind of what plays into it. And you always be more worried about stuff instead of being able to concentrate actually on your job. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she's actually really doing a disservice to herself and just trying to fit into the mold of um, what she thinks other people want her to be like mm-hmm. is not going to help her. I mean, just cause she was out and at work and the person was like, I didn't know you were gay. She just been like, do you have a problem with that? Like, mm-hmm. come on, like, you know, like she yeah. shouldn't have been like, I'm not, I mean, she definitely needs, it's probably less of a problem of what her coworkers think mm-hmm. and more of a problem about what she thinks about herself. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So it's something more like she probably doesn't think she deserves this type of job because she's this person. Right. She thinks she deserves this job because she fits into this mold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she has a lot of self work to do, I think. Yeah. Yeah. More than, um, the girly pop who's writing in. Girly pop is writing in. She seems like she knows more about her, her identity and self and how she wants to live. Right. And it seems like it's not just the coworker thing. Cause she says that when she goes to visit her, Two hours away, they barely leave the house. So it yeah, because so in the beginning of the, the coworkers, oh, because that's where they bumped into him was in a bar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What yeah. would you have done if Eugene said, um, "I need to take Kathleen with me to a work <laughs> event so that people don't question my sexuality?" I would be like, um, "No, more a discussion." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, "No," you yeah. Know? Like if you're not going to bring me, you're not going to bring anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Don't have a beard. Basically is mm-hmm. what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, a serious discussion has to happen between mm-hmm. them. And like you have to set your own boundaries and rules and say you're not comfortable living like this anymore. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. you're hiding me, like I don't deserve to be hidden. So it's what does this mean for our years. relationship? Oh. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That, that would be my advice. Yeah. Have a combo. You really need to have a conversation about how it's crossing your boundaries and how mm-hmm. you feel hurt by these yeah. things. And how it's affecting you guys both. Socially. And how it's affecting um, just your self-worth mm-hmm. even, you know, because someone really cares about you and that you talk about how it's deprecating your self-worth worth mm-hmm. and how you feel, you would hope that they would respond in a way. And if she's like, I can't change this for you, then you have an answer that where your relationship should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause what's going to happen. You're going to take this. She's going to take this guy to all the work meetings for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to stay home. Right. Seriously. That's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tough situation. Watch. Maybe make her watch X-Men. <laughs> Mystique. Which major the Mystique. newer the newer ones with Jennifer Lawrence. I think it really comes up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she might relate to it about, feeling her power Aww. at its full self. Yes. If you're not be focusing powerless. on hiding yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you some know? advice and a movie wreck. Yeah. Mystique does turn out to be like evil later on. But <gasps> like, <Spoilies. Whoa. laughs> that was when it was Rebecca Romaine. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yeah, we hope things get better for you. Girly pop. Talk to your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Have mm-hmm. a serious combo. Cause also I feel like, with all the people that write to us and we give the advice of talk to the person, mm-hmm. if you're feeling like you're struggling enough to write to a podcast mm-hmm. about the situation, it warrants a conversation yeah. with the other Definitely. people in your life. Yeah. yeah. 
Because it's weighing on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think they write in and I mean, they know, I think everyone knows they need to have a conversation. Yeah. But it's yeah. like giving them the encouragement to have the conversation and mm -hmm. also some good like talking points yeah. or like yeah. tools to have that conversation. Yeah. It's cathartic to get true. it all out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're happy to be your big brother and sisters. Mm -hmm. Love you. Love, Love you. you. Love you. <laughs> Well, guys, that was our beautiful podcast for today. Make sure you watch Namona when it comes out, mm -hmm. streaming on Netflix. We're all very excited for it. Mm -hmm. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Make sure you're going out there, being a good ally. If you are an ally, which we should all be allies. Mm -hmm. If you're not an ally, you can shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, make sure you're washing your hands, being nice to people, tipping your servers, mm -hmm. being nice to yourself. Um, getting boosted and vaxxed. 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 Yes. Boosted and vaxxed. Um, pee after sex. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.